Well, this morning we're in the uh, Powerful Words series. And today, a word, it's, uh, I just want y'all to know, it's not Thanksgiving. It's not November. No, it's not even April or May. It's not spring. It is February the 24th. Man, I've broken out lime spring gear. I mean, my trees, your trees are blooming. Birds are confused. I mean, it's crazy. And, uh, but here we are in Montgomery on the weekend at the end of February. And I, want, I, I just had this word, it just kept running through my heart over and over and over, thankful. Thankfulness. I am thankful. You are thankful. And what I've learned a long time ago, but I'm still learning, thankful is at the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thankful should be at the heart of every single believer that confesses the name of Christ. And we teach our young kids, our parents hopefully taught us to be thankful for those things that they had done for us, to be thankful to people, to be thankful above all to our Heavenly Father. So this morning I just thought in our short time together I would share multiple scriptures, I'd give you a lot of uh, spiritual addresses to write down to look up, and we would just walk through a very simple but profound theme that could potentially change your life forever could change your family's life forever, could change the dynamics, the culture of your home, your community, yes, even your world, when we're thankful. Gratitude. I, I don't know, a lot of times we just seem to skip over this because we go, well, we know we need to be nice. We need to say thank you. I mean, when somebody does something for you and they say thank you, it just kind of, what does it do for you? You just you just feel warm on the inside. You're, I mean, people that don't say thank you, to me, it speaks to me that they feel like they're entitled. They feel like they deserve that. And I found out a long time ago that I deserve one thing just like you. And that's hell because of my sin and my behavior. But I forfeited that in Jesus Christ when he covered me that I could have an eternal home in heaven. And the church said... And I am thankful to God this morning for my salvation. Just a few days ago, almost every year I comment on this, but it's very special. The day is the 24th, just two days ago on the 22nd. It was 51 years ago, of February 22nd, 1968. It was a wintry, cold, cold morning, snowing in Montgomery, Alabama. My mom and grandfather and I, my, I'm his namesake, he was Thomas, he was Thomas Nolan, I'm Thomas Keith. If you call me Thomas, I know you don't know me. We were, we were riding down the road. My mom put on her brakes as we went down the infamous Highway 82 going to Tuscaloosa. As my mom touched the brakes that one wintry morning, the Impala that we were traveling in began to go out of control and it began to spin. An 18-wheeler clipped us head on. A car from the back rammed us from the back. My mom was thrown from the car and crushed. My grandfather was crushed in the car. And Father God reached down in the back seat where I was leaning and literally rolled the seat over me and protected me. I was the only survivor that came out of the wreck that day. My life was rescued and spared for such a time as this. You're saying, wow, what an introductory. 
And some of you have heard that story many times, but you know what? If you live long enough, and I do, you're going to hear it again because that's my story. And on February 22nd, the first thing I did when I opened my eyes, I said, thank you, God, for another year. Thank you for Donna. Thank you for my girls and son-in-laws, and thank you for my beautiful babies, my grandkids. Thank you for a life, God. Thank you for Christ Community Church. Thank you that this weekend we go to the house of God. And oh God, I pray, please affirm Dave Leonard as our next elder. And you did. So thank you, Jesus. It was a thankful morning. Every day should be a day filled with gratitude. Now we'll get into the text here, but I just wanted to set it up. I thought that might do it best. I'll now borrow from a guy that is a prolific author. The guy can go to the bathroom and write a chapter of a bestseller. Not fair. His name is Max Locato. I read a thing that he wrote recently. I've read <laughs> so many of his books over the years. But he said this. A grateful heart sees each day as a gift. Thankful people focus less on what they lack and more on the privileges they have. I attended a banquet recently in which a wounded soldier was presented with the gift of a free house. We see those commercials all the time. I love it. He nearly fell over with gratitude. He bounded onto the stage with his one good leg. He threw both arms around the presenter. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He hugged the guitar player in the band, the big woman. I don't know why he said the big woman on the front row. Thank God we don't know who she was. He thanked the waiter, the other soldiers, and then the presenter again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And before the night was over, he thanked me. And I didn't do anything. I just came to speak. But the guy was And we're going to look at scriptures today that talk about this attitude of gratefulness, gratitude, thankfulness, thank you. And we'll end with one of my favorite stories. But gratitude, listen to this, is really recognizing and expressing appreciation for the benefits that I have received from God and from others. And that's why I say this horizontal plane. Lord, we are grateful for those things that have been done for us by our family and by our friends and by others. But Father, ultimately, we are grateful, we are thankful in our hearts for what you have done. You have rescued us. I talked about a physical rescue that I'm very thankful for this morning. But I'm very, 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 very thankful for the spiritual rescue that I got 10 years later at 19 when I was born again and I received Christ as my Savior and Lord. Amen? And that's when my story really began. And if it wasn't for the rescue at 9, I guess 19 would have never come. And if 19 hadn't come, I promise you, this wouldn't have come. But glory be to the Father of light and love and heaven, and I express my appreciation. Matter of fact, this morning, I want you to stand, and I want you to hold your worship guide or look with the person next to you. Everybody stand. And I want us to read a verse from the Psalms or a couple of verses it's the 136th Psalm. We don't do this all the time, and I want you to read with your God voice. How many got a God voice? Say, no, I got a, I got a fairy voice. Well, read it with your fairy voice, whatever. Or I don't know where that came from. Anyway, just read it with everything you got. Let's go. Give thanks to the Lord. Sing it. Come on. Church, 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 church. Come on. Say it like you mean it. Let's start over. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. For His steadfast love endures forever. 
give thanks to the Lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever. You can be seated. And some of you are like, I'm so glad I had a catch in my back. So you're giving thanks right now that you just got rid of your catch or you got to move. And as we think about it, we give appreciation. And that's the first point. Thankfulness is grounded in recognition. Fill in the word recognition. Thankfulness is grounded in it. I recognize what has been done on my behalf, what has been done for me. I recognize the giver of good gifts, and he is God. James 1, 17. Listen to this verse. Every, I, I quote it all the time, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Every good gift that you receive, and I receive, friend, it's from Abba. It's from our God. It's from the Father above. And He has showered us. Psalms 100, verse 4. Write down this verse. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. Man, we love to teach these little psalms like this to our kids. And I, I remember when Rachel was young and then Hannah fought it. They went to a Christian kindergarten at Fraser, And they learned and they would, they would meditate and they would learn some of the psalms. And they'd come home and they'd quote a whole psalm to me. And so every time I read psalms, I think about them even when they were little. But we learn this. We're grateful. Just last night as I was doing my final review for today, I ran across a passage over in the book of Acts. And in this particular passage, it's, it's a familiar story. It's the story there of Paul and Silas. And they found themselves where? In prison. They found themselves in stocks. They found themselves jailed up. But listen to what 16 verse 25 says. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. And all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. And the jailer woke up and to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself! We're all here! And the jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And look what he says. Here it is. This is for all of us. Verse 31, circle it. They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved along with you in your household. I love that. The jailer was redeemed. But Paul and Silas, you know what I see in this verse when I read it to you? They were thankful. They were in stocks. They were in prison. They had lost their freedom. Not a place to be thankful. But they were thankful in this circumstance, and they gave glory to God, and God performed a great miracle. Just think about it for a minute. I I think about uh, sometimes for me, my day can go wrong ever so quickly. Like uh, maybe I should have got gas the day before, but I was too hurried, and now I'm on the way, and uh, the car doesn't happen much, Donna, because I've really worked on this hard. But every once in a while, the, the light comes on. Uh-oh. I used to have a little 1984 Nissan Maxima, but I got rid of that son of a gun. I drove it, drove it when I was in uh, at Emory, and, uh, and, and I would drive this car, and I liked this car, Except it had this one God-forsaking, annoying voice. Fuel level is low. Fuel level is low. Talk to me all the time. Tells you where I was. But here's what can ruin a day for me. 
you know, since I've changed how I eat, I, you know, I don't stay out the uh, fast food things like I used to all the time. So a lot of times I, I bring my lunch now so much of the time or I go grab a sub and eat or whatever. But if I forget my lunch, it can ruin my day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Got to have lunch. I mean, what Tony Capolo said one time, he said he grew up in his community, had some little Jewish boys in his neighborhood. He said they'd, they'd get out and they wanted to go play before they caught the bus and they'd go running out and said uh, his mom would always say, Tony, did you forget your lunch? No, ma'am. And they said, all the little Jewish boys, they never asked them about their lunch. They said, Johnny, got your books? <laughs> and it just shows you, a lot of times we're more interested about, hey, are they going to eat or do they have their books? Although Tony, kind of interesting, he has a genius IQ, so I think he did okay with or without the books. But here's the point. Little bitty, insecure, in obscure, th- not insecure, in obscure things that don't really matter can tend to ruin our day. Somebody cuts you off in traffic you give them a gesture. Hopefully not. Something just happens that you don't like, and you're like, really? Really? Did you just do that? It's amazing how the littlest things can set us off and leave us from not having that grateful attitude. Because here's what I want you to write down. It's not in your notes. Gratitude is always a choice. Write that down. Circle that. If you walk out here today, being thankful is a choice. Having joy is a choice. And I I preached on joy at Christmas, but I'm talking this morning. Gratitude is a choice that you and I have to make over and over and over. But when we make the choice to be grateful, when we make the choice to be thankful, it's a good thing. A little sidebar here on this. Think about the parenting conference we just did here in Evangel. A few weeks ago, some nine churches came together, as you know, we had an awesome time. Thankful for the ministry of Dr. Jim Burns. But listen to this. And so I was thinking about parenting and I thought about us as parents. We're always modeling parents to these little ones. They're always watching everything we do. Everything we say, everything we do, what we watch, what we do. (laughs) Like the other day, my grandson, I didn't know this till the other day. He said, Pop, I'm allowed to chew a little bit of gum now. Not much, just a little bit of gum. My mom said it was okay because, you know, he's doing I got to check my mom and dad. But he told me an interesting fact I never knew. Gum has protein, he told me the other day. And this little kid's genius, but I thought, well, you didn't get that one right. But anyway, but, but gum has protein now, so I'm, I'm increasing my protein habit in my life. But here's what I'm saying. Kids watch us. And when we're grateful in the home, when we're grateful to people that serve us in restaurants or in life or whatever, guess who's listening Guess who's watching? And if they see how you act, how you respond. I, I remember hearing this from my mentor. He said, the Christian wife is best caught, not taught. It's important to have teaching. I'm a teacher, so I love to teach. I, I have a passion to teach. And teaching, there's a, there, there's a place for it. But how much more important do you catch the gospel from me or from other people and from your family your little ones they're always watching do i have am i telling the truth parents and grandparents i mean kids will call you out ever so fast and does it not make you mad if you want to be honest remember one time riding down the road dad i just read the speed limit sign it said 55 dad you're doing 75 justify that one to one that is wise in the back seat 
And you know, I think they must have prayed it through because after their continual talk to try to help dad, their sweet Mimi trying to help dad, the Montgomery Police Department's finest trying to help me. <laughs> I got it. And I'm a much more obedient driver today. I, I drive intentionally and on purpose, realizing that I tried to model so many other things, but I wasn't very good. So you turn to the person next to you and you tell them your blunder since you've had so much fun laughing at me and tell them how you screwed up. So turn right now and share with the, the people next to you. And a bunch of you are being self-righteous looking at me like, I ain't doing that. All right, Tiffany, come on in. Hear me? Tiffany, bring the kids on in right now. Ah, that'd be scary. You know, that's a scary thing. When your kids and grandkids go to this church, they will tell the truth every time. All right, let's just keep on going. Number two, (laughs) thankfulness to God should be expressed in our praise, our difficult moments, our worship, and our times of quietness. I really believe that, that they need to be expressed there. And just some verses of, of, of gratitude I want you to write these down. I'm, I'm going to go through them ever quickly, but they're important. They're spiritual nuggets to meditate, to chew on. These are like having a protein snack this afternoon. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? See, I'm all about protein today, man. You've got to have protein. You know, when you, when you get uh, fewer calories like I eat today, like I used to get, I'm more focused on protein. Used to, I was focused on food and a lot of it being sugar. And everybody said, I knew I liked you. But today, Still like a little sugar, but i got to tell you, protein will be your best friend. And the church said, somebody said, I'm leaving that church. I want no protein. All right, here we go. All right. Psalm 95, 1 through 3. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God. He is a great king above all gods. Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. And all generations means this generation. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 118, 29. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm chapter 9, verse 1. Listen. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And, and one more. Psalm seven seventeen. I will give to the Lord the thanks due His righteousness. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. You see what the psalmist was trying to do? He was trying to instruct me this morning in you in gratefulness. Uh, we call it the GQ, the grateful quotient. You have, I'm a, don't raise your hand if you read GQ. <laughs> but <laughs> here it is grateful quotient god wants us grateful uh look at the next one here thankfulness to god is an attitude that should be cultivated daily daily and i would even say probably hour by hour i need to cultivate more thankfulness in my life and maybe you do one of the days one of the ways to do that i I learned this as a counseling tip or tool years ago when i'd be ministering to people and they had an anger problem i learned this tool this technique you get them to create an anger journal. <laughs> an anger journal holds you accountable. I know as I went through this weight loss this year, I, I journaled everything I ate for the first three months, and that was annoying as rip. But it was a great tool because if you got to write it down, you're like, oh, okay, but, 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 but it was good. And then as I was reading this, I learned this. We should keep maybe a thankful journal. 
And I don't know if any of you keep a thankful journal, but that's a good thing. Just get you one of those Dollar Tree notebooks or something and just write in there how thankful you are for what God's done. I, I've, I've, uh, I journal, I've been journaling for decades, and one of the things that I do, sometimes I'll get a, a, a notebook and I'll just uh, write down thankfulness, things I'm thankful for. Because, I don't know about you, I've learned as I get older, Cheryl's going to love this, I have gotten more forgetful. Huh. Anybody do that besides me? And I realize when I write it down, I'm reminded... That's why I love Scripture. It reminds me of what's important to the heart of my Heavenly Father. And here we write down in a, in a, in a journal. So a couple thoughts here, an attitude is we write it down. It helps us remember. And then the other thing is we express it. We express our thankfulness. How many of you write thank you notes? Do you remember when you graduated from school or high school or college or whatever, or you got married and you got a wedding present? And one of the things that your kid, your parents, and you were a senior in high school, I, I still remember my stepmom going, Keith, Keith, you got to write thank you notes. You need to write thank you notes. Like, ah, yes, ma'am. And, and that was important because when you receive a thank you note, what does it say? Well, it says that this person valued what I did. They, they recognize it. They're taking time to honor it. And over the years, we've gotten a lot of thank you notes, and some of them are so and well crafted and written, and others are just very, maybe simple, but sincere. <laughs> but I love that. And God, I think he likes for us to be people. So here, here would be a practical application today, just one. There might be somebody that you need to write a thank you note. Thank you for encouraging me in my faith. Thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for your sacrifice of time. Thank you for the meal that you cooked for me when I was going through this or through this death or through this sickness. I don't know what it is, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Here it is. Fill it in. Next one. Thankfulness should be a habit in our lives. Thankfulness should just be a habit. And uh, <laughs> it's like a habit that I pray every one of us have is we brush our teeth daily. Amen? So we're like, well, yeah, and maybe two or three times a day, that's even better. But, you, 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 you know, you, you do that. So maybe, maybe when you're brushing your team, your team, well, you could br- if you have kids, you do brush a team, do you not? But when you brush your teeth, maybe that could be a, a reminder, Father, I am thankful for this. I'm thankful for these many things. Uh, here it is. We live in a generation we carry our phones everywhere. Maybe we put a section in there and we just create a thankful place where we just journal it down or maybe we carry journal we write it down we're thankful we're thankful to other people gratitude is always good gratitude is always right when we express it to the father and we express it to other people thankfulness is the gateway to joy i believe every time and look at the next one here real quick thankfulness is expressed in action (laughs) you 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 don't fake it you 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 reveal it You, you you put it out there uh, every good thing that I have, every good gift we read in the scripture this morning comes from him. And Father, I'm thankful for the gifts that you've given me. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for this. So what I want us to do is, I want you to listen to this, and we're going to do something quickly. Psalm 136, 23 through 26 from the message. It says, God remembered us when we were down. His love never quits, rescued us from the trampling boot. His love never quits, takes care of everyone in time of need. His love never quits. Thank God who did it all because his love never quits. The passage that you all know when I talked about thankfulness this morning, I bet you went there. I always do. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18 there it goes be joyful always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus lord it is your will i don't have to think about god is this your will yeah kid 
I've, in, I've, led, I've revealed my word to you over and over that thankfulness is important to me. Model that as a believer. Be thankful. Lord, I run after you. And then I, I would just uh, ask for this one slide. So what can I be thankful for? There's a little box going to come up. There it is. What can I thank God for daily? Right now, I want to do this real quick because I think this is important. And I want you to participate. Participatory. That means speak it. Do you know what I'm saying now? Okay, you got it. Tell me what you're thankful for. Just hold your hand up and I'll call on you. Come on. Charles. You're, you're thankful for your walk and for work. Very good. Somebody else. You're thankful for your kids. Amen. Come on, Chuck. Amen. I join you in that one. Thankful for Cheryl. Hey, the boy's getting brownie points. Uh huh. All right. Who else? Come on, right here. You're thankful for? About who now? Amen. The Lord's watched over you. Sandy. Thankful for your health. And you really are because of what you've come through over cancer. You're victorious. Praise God. All right, Jim. Thank. Well, hello, brother. Let's start a support group. Thankful for his grandkids. Come on. This side ain't too grateful. Come on. Thankful, Doug. My church. Hello. I'm thankful for my church. Cheryl. Ditto. There you go. All right, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, hey. All right, brother. We're glad you woke up, too. That's awesome. Thankful. Thankful. Yeah, okay. And, and, and some of you. Now, I know some of you are like, yeah, we do this at Thanksgiving. Let's all go around the table. And let's give one thing we're thankful for. And I have one child I'll leave nameless. Dad, not this year. Okay, all right. And I understand, but she's incredibly grateful. You're one of the most thankful people I know. She just doesn't like that game. Okay, I just wrote them here real quick. Let's come up with them. A savior. Uh, I wrote down a fresh start. Yeah. Hey, how many of you glad you got to start again? I am. I got to start over in Jesus or start today. Grateful for a purpose. Grateful for the ability to worship. You are grateful for your church. I'm grateful that I get to worship with one of the city's best worship teams. I love our worship team. How about you? Amen. Yeah, grateful for them. I am grateful for his eternal word, the Bible. How about you? Yeah, amen. And then, of course, you all kept saying, I'm grateful. Oh, it's already there. Okay, y'all just fill in the slides. I'll go home. There you go. All right, grateful for the church. And we could have just filled that box up. The only reason I did that, I wanted you just to kind of get in the habit. Like, you know what? I'm going to tell somebody today what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for this. And I think it just cultivates health in our life. Psalm chapter 9, verse 1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield and my heart trust in Him. I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to Him. Listen to this. This is a cool verse. I will give thanks to Him in song. That's what we do every Sunday morning here. Every time we gather, we gather to give Jesus praise in song. Are y'all grateful for a church that has an unlimited assortment number of songs that are forever changing that we can sing the high praises of our God? Are you grateful for a church that's intimate, intimate in nature, that longs for one thing, that Jesus Christ would be central, that He would be exalted, that He would be head of His church? How many are grateful for that this morning? I am, man. That's what I love about our church. 
That's what I love about this movement called contemporary praise and worship, or today they call it modern worship. You can tell me. Uh, when I started, it was contemporary, and it's modern. Who knows what they'll call it one day. They'll probably call it geezer's worship. I don't really care what they call it. I just want to put my praise on. Didn't Mendisa sing about that, put your praise on, put your worship on? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are like, oh, who is Mendisa? That's Greek. No, it's not Greek. It's a woman. Okay. <laughs> Phil, here, here's, a, here's a quote that's going to come up. Thankfulness isn't just a good idea. It's what the Lord desires for us. What I'm talking to you today is not a mere suggestion, an option, but it is a command from our Father to give thanks in all things, to give thanks in circumstances, to be grateful. Uh, Colossians 3.15, let me give you a New Testament verse. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful, said the Apostle Paul. He goes on, just two verses later, he repeats the word thanks. Listen, and whatever you do, whether word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him, Him being Christ. God is full that He wants us to, be, to put our praise on, to worship Him. Listen to Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I will quote him. I love him. It is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. I ask you this morning, are you rich? You're going, well, not in my bank account. But if you're in faith in Christ, you are rich. And with a grateful heart, you're rich. Tim Keller, a tremendous writer and speaker there, a New York pastor. It's one thing to be grateful. It's another to give thanks. Gratitude is what you feel. But thanksgiving is what you do. Lord, help me. And then let me, create, uh, let me quote a new theologian. Don and I watched a movie last night, and I want to tell you all about it real quick. If you don't go quickly, it will not be there. We went last night, and there were 14 people <coughs> in the movie theater. Tim Tebow, which happens to be one of my heroes in college and professional, I, I love the man. He loves Jesus unashamedly. He just uh, produced, he's executive producer, him and his brother, for a film called Run the Race. Write it down. Run the Race. You need to go to it. It's at both our movie theaters here in Montgomery. It's a powerful film of faith. It'll encourage you. It's something that I can endorse that I hope that you would go. But listen to this. He says, not in the film, he just said this. I'm just thankful for everything, all the blessings in my life, trying to stay that way. I think that's the best way to start your day and finish your day. It keeps everything in perspective. Thank you, Tim Tebow. How many are grateful for Tim Tebow this morning? I am a man of God after the heart of the Father. Amen. So we, the extent, we express our thankfulness. Lord, we run after you. We want more of you. We want to be thankful in our heart. And so this morning, as is, is, is I'm thinking about this whole thankfulness thing and how it's so easy to have selfishness control my heart and selfishness take over and selfishness motivate me and, and, and get all about myself. And Lord, I don't, I don't know if you love me. And, and then I think about that little passage, Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8. And yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We all are formed by your hand. This, just this week, I was reading in my personal devotions about the hand of God that Isaiah says, God will uphold you by his righteous right hand. It goes on in the passage to say that God will hold your hand. I'm glad that God doesn't let go of us, aren't you? I'm glad that God is for us this morning. My theme of all themes, Romans 8. And that story I opened with today, I didn't understand it as a nine-year-old. I didn't come to faith till I was a 19-year-old freshman at Troy State University. But I knew 
that I knew there was something going on because I was the only survivor that came away from that wreck. And all I can describe it is that wonderful hand of my father. That he reached down in that chaotic, crazy, cold, death morning and snatched me from death and gave me life. What I didn't tell you was my dad was out of town in Mobile. His brother was a state trooper and they always met for coffee. And he called and said, Larry, let's have coffee. And he went over to have coffee with my dad. And my uncle told my dad, you've just lost your wife and you've just lost your father-in-law. Keith is not expected to live. My dad had a heavy, heavy foot. He made it from Mobile to Montgomery in about two hours. To run into a hospital room, to see a little boy lifeless in a coma with IVs everywhere. But the hand of God prevailed that day. No, the hand of God has prevailed to this day in my life. My God is to be praised in the sanctuary forever and ever and ever. Amen? You're saying, man, you're, you're passionate about this. Well, man, this is, I, you know, I could tell somebody else's story, but it just wouldn't ring. I mean, it'd be like, that's their story. That's my story. The hand of God. Lord, I don't want it to ever dry up. Lord, what I'm talking about today is Instagram worthy. We didn't have Instagram in 1968. Uh, we, did we even have computers in 1968? I think we did. Matter of fact, when we started Christ Community, I still remember praying for a 486. Oh, God, I want a 486. Donna said, what is a 486, baby? She already come home and was mom taking care of her kids, leading her home, doing a phenomenal job. So she wasn't familiar with the latest verbiage. I said, boy, I said, it's a computer. I said, we've got to have one. We've got to run to church. She said, okay. And I remember we prayed for a 486. Prayed and prayed for a 486. Oh, it was a glorious day when the 486 died and it walked out of the office. But it was a glorious day when it came in because it was better than my hand or something else. And, and it worked for a season. I remember when we had one computer at Christ Community. One computer! I can't even count the number of computers we got around here that work. We got a bunch of other ones too. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Here, here's something you might get grateful for. When I run my hands through my grandchild's hair. Yesterday, just yesterday, I brushed the hair of my granddaughter just to remember what it's like to have hair. I don't know if, Donna, you noticed that yesterday. I just kept running the brush. I kept waiting for her to say, Pop. And she didn't. She just stood there. I don't know if her mom said, now, look, Pop didn't have any hair. And if he ever combs your hair, just let him do it. <laughs> and I was just brushing. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, that's like, I used to have that, you know. Matter of fact, I do this with my little brush every morning. And my grandson, stop it, I do. And my, my, my grandsons come in and, and they'll see me and they look. And they always have this perplexed look. I think I know what it is now. They're wondering, what in the rip is he combing? Because I don't know. When you smell... A sweet fragrance. That's something to be thankful for. Just slowing down. Just, I mean, I don't know about you. You and I run so fast. Hurry, hurry. Go, 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 go. You just got to slow down and smell the flowers. You got to smell the coffee. God, I'm just grateful 
that I can smell. How many of you are thankful for your sight this morning? You can see. You're thankful that you can walk. I mean, praise God. We've got a new elder. I'm praising Jesus. But he's a little decrepit. I mean, the man couldn't hardly get. No, he's awesome. The guy's in incredible shape. That soon will pass. I love that. I'm thankful. He was thankful just to walk up here and kneel. I'm thankful I'm going to get to have lunch today. How many of you are thankful you're going to eat today? Yeah. You're thankful you're going to probably go up there and get in a car, and you hope it cranks. I remember a few months ago, I had a preacher friend that came here, and he had a Sunday off, and he chose to suffer. I mean, he chose to worship with us. Not suffer with you, just hearing me. And he came, and when he got ready to leave that day, y'all were so nice, his car died in the parking lot. So he wasn't thankful that his car wouldn't leave, you know. So, Lord, we want to demonstrate recognition that you're good. Here, here's a quote that's going to come up. Thankfulness isn't just a good idea. It's what the Lord desires for us, right? And then look at this. Put the comment. Thankfulness isn't a good idea. It's what the Lord desires for you and I this morning. And then look at the very bottom. Quickly, I'm going to land this plane in three minutes. You watch me. I love this illustrator. And when I saw that little thing, that right there is a whole message. There were ten leopards in Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 11 through 19. Ten <coughs> crying out. And, uh, and only one chose to return and go back to Jesus and give thanks. And there's the two powerful words, thank you. I could put three. Thank you, Jesus. When's the last time you thanked him? Do you thank him often? You thank him continually because he's worthy of our praise. The other, other ones were shouting, whatever, but the one came. He cultivated a spirit of thankfulness. He was grateful for what he got. And here's what I know about gratefulness, gratitude. It gets us through the hard stuff of life. Because when you and I are thankful, when we're, gratitude overflows from our heart, we just get perspective. We're just able to overcome because life is hard. Life will knock you down. But our God will raise you back up. Our God is a healing God. Our God is a restoring God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Gratitude always leaves you and me looking for God and away from the dread. And I can drive away my anxiety and say, God, burn up the anxiety, the, the craziness in my life, and fill it with praise. Lord, help us join the ranks of the 10%. There were 10 lepers. And the 10%, the one, return. God, may it be said about our house of faith called Christ Community that we were the 10%. We came back and gave thanks to Almighty God over and over. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, write it down. Give thanks for everything to the God. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Gratitude. Here's a quote. is a response to God's goodness, our witness to the world, and it's a way to glorify God forever and ever. Lord, thank you, thank you. We are grateful for your heart. We give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for this experience called worship. We're grateful and thankful for our Savior. We're thankful for a church that loves us. We're thankful for an opportunity to serve. We're thankful for a place to bring our kids that can be nurtured in the love of Christ. We're thankful for a worship team that leads us in praise and worship. We're thankful for a pastor that preaches the word. We're thankful for a student pastor that leads and teaches and models 
discipleship to teenagers. We're thankful for a children's ministry that's given our life over there to kids. We're thankful to a staff. We're thankful for volunteers that love and serve. We're thankful for tech people, God, that make this thing happen week after week. God, we're thankful for nursery workers that are, that are taking care of babies right now, and they're loving them, and they're holding them. And when I walked on the front hall today, some of them were screaming, and help them, Jesus. We're just thankful, God. Make us a thankful people. And when it's all said and done, from the rising to the setting of the sun, may we say thank you, Jesus for loving us. Oh God, we need you. Help us to press into your heart today. Restore us, renew us, breathe life into us by your Spirit. Lord, this is my prayer. Help us to believe the gospel with all our hearts. Help us to receive this gospel, the Lord Jesus, and be rooted in him, overflowing with thankfulness until you come again, in the name of Christ. Amen. Man, it's been a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Man, y'all have a great day and enjoy your swimming this afternoon.